podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome Cyberbirds, and guess what? We're going to the Champions League final. Can't wait to talk about it with my guests this time round. Um, I've got Molly, I've got Randy, and I've got Ceylon. So welcome aboard, ladies. Are you as excited as I am about the thought of a Champions League final? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> I, I've genuinely, I've, I've been trying to think about, well, I've been trying not to kind of obsess about it, but when I reflect on the fact that, in effect, we were the fifth favourites in England, i.e. Mm. going through a qualifying round, because uh, Man U won the Europa League, um, and yet we're last, we're last man standing. So I'm just, I'm just buzzing about that, to, to be honest. So, seeing as uh, we've got all things and all roads to Kiev to discuss, uh, why don't we start with? Um, well, so since the last time we spoke, obviously we've played a few games in the Champions League, most notably um, the two semi-finals against Roma. So let's start. Let's start with the home leg, which, which frankly was was a bit bizarre. Um, <laughs> Molly, welcome back to the pod. We haven't we haven't spoken to you for a little while. Uh, where were you for the uh, first leg semi final against Rome? Uh, I was there for the first leg. Um, one Yeah, definitely. It was awesome from even you know half an hour before the game. It wasn't the hysteria of the, the Chelsea semi-final in 2005, um, but it was it was pretty intense. There was a um, I think I've kind of I've like I've definitely had bruises. I'm like <laughs> yeah, like literally. I think because I'm so little as well. <laughs> Definitely bruised from just the hysteria after the goals um, that was scored, uh, which I don't mind. Uh, it was totally fine, but there, there, there was one moment. I think I don't think I think it was when it was it nil nil. Manny was put through, and I kind of like realised yes. we were just hold, like my dad was just like holding me, and I was just <laughs> holding my brother. In this, just kind of, we were all holding our breath, just clinging on to one another. It was, it was intense, yeah. <laughs> so, I think, like, and this might be a little bit, and it doesn't fucking matter now because we're in the final, but I remember even afterwards, it, as bad as it felt when they scored, I do think that that woke us up a little bit. Hmm. And it was like, no, these are a good team. We do have to be careful. And I think I'd have gone into the second leg feeling more nervous, even though this is completely contradictory, 
feeling mm. more nervous if mm. we've gone in at 5-0 because those two goals, it was like, oh shit, they can score. They can score and we're in their home and Roma is a really intense place to go. And it was, I think it kind of woke us up a little bit and I kind of almost felt, I think, a little bit better because we hadn't walked it. Yeah, we went in with a free goal lead, but we, we knew they could they could defeat that. And I think that made me feel better going into the second leg. My dad was like, you are fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that voice <laughs> I'm slightly leaning towards your dad's point of view. Do you know what? No, you don't know what I mean. And I'm okay with that. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Because I I understand what you're saying. I do understand exactly what you're saying. I I have to say, and I don't know, Salon, you you tell me. I have to say, I would have been quite happy at 5-0. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel we we needed that sort of wake up call. Um, but I, I suppose for, for me there was a there was an an inevitability about the, a drop off of the level of the level of performance because I don't think we could have maintained that up to, you know for the for the ninety or ninety three minutes or whatever it was. Um, I, I suppose it was. It, it was the fact that, it, well, one, I, I, I argue about whether it was a penalty at all, but the, the other one was just a, a genuine mistake. But, I mean, what was what was your take on it, Salon? Well, I, I really get where Molly's coming from there, um, how, as mad as it seems, because, like, Thanks. Liverpool's... <laughs> Liverpool's, <laughs> Liverpool's at risk of, you know, feeding into the narrative that we've heard all season. One of Liverpool's biggest issues is game management. Um, and we saw it in, in Seville when we were three 0 up at half time quite comfortably, um, and, and we threw that away. So the fact that we 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 conceded those two goals made put us on red alert a little bit. And I think although it it had probably quite a good um, rallying effect for the second leg because we knew how, how sensible we had to play, I think mm. it probably was detrimental to our um, Premier League campaign, as we saw um, with the game in between. It was the Stoke game, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And I think if we'd have gone 5-0 uh, and, and carried that momentum and, and, and lifted the pressure a little bit, I think we would have beaten Stoke. Um, and I think, although although obviously we, we had to be on... There's a, there's a tension, isn't there, around around the team in, there has yeah. been in the Premier League, um, which kind of evaporates on a Champions League night because... We know that's that's where we're supposed to be, and you can talk about atmosphere all you want, but that that's where it plays a huge, huge part in how we perform. And we're struggling to recreate that, you know, as much as our fans are trying in the Premier League because minds are elsewhere. So I think even though we did concede those two goals, I I don't like I appreciate where Molly's coming from with that, and and see, you know, it just plays it taps into all the fears that we have as Liverpool fans that we're going to throw this away, and we're not going to manage the game properly. Our defence, we're going to yeah concede because of defensive errors Karras is going to slip up it's all those narratives that we're so used to hearing that we feel I think as Liverpool fans we feel quite lucky that we haven't encountered those in the last few months um, and we're thinking right, right when does our luck run out so yeah I think that's how I perceive um, Molly's argument a little bit there I think it's it's the it's that it's that little frustration isn't it Randy it's the it's the fact that 
we were five nil up and we were cruising. You know, Lovren misjudges a jump for a header. Um, and fair play to, you know, Jacko in terms of taking the chances because, because, you know, for the, the second half of the first half and the first half of the second half, we were, we were frankly unplayable in that first leg. And, you know, it was, it was a joy to behold. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to be at Anfield as well for, for that game that night. And, and I would also agree with, with Molly that it wasn't, it wasn't like Chelsea 2005. There was a, there was a visceral element to 2005 because of what had gone before with the previous games against Chelsea and Mourinho and the League Cup final. And, you know, there was a whole other, um, you know, narrative, if you like, was going on. So this, this was different. Uh, it was intense and it was, you know, and it was a great atmosphere, but it, it wasn't, it didn't have that, it didn't have the same edge to me that 2005 had. But regardless of that, it, it was, you know, it, yeah, game, game management, I guess, is the, is the phrase, is the phrase, <laughs> phrase at the moment. So, so, so Randy, what, how did you, how did you reflect on that first leg? Well, since I was in the pub that was crammed in the very good atmosphere and you can hear that thing coming through, you know, the, the big screens everywhere. And, um, I had the, funny chair so whenever we scored I jumped up as I usually do and my chair fell so I was making all these you know noise on top of everything else <laughs> and I think after a while because you sort of jump up and, and the first goal is like wow and the second is like wow and the third is like wow and then you start thinking something is wrong <laughs> you know it's a bit like <laughs> do you remember when the Germany beat Brazil in the uh Champion World Championship. Oh, the semi-final of the World Cup. Yeah, the seven-nil or seven-one, whatever. Yes. So many goals that you you feel a bit ashamed in the end. You think you know poor guys and stuff. And uh, because it was Liverpool, we've actually scored five and seven goals more than anyone during this uh, campaign in Champions League. That's never happened before. Uh, we sort of thought, well, you know, it's us in the Champions League and everything. But when that a penalty came. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you remember, it's us, it's Liverpool. <laughs> Something <laughs> has to happen. And again, so that sort of more felt like home, if you understand what I mean. It should, I if, do, if you, it, you, and, yeah. you and Molly have got this whole thing going on here, haven't you? Yeah, but it <laughs> sort of feels like home when something pops I think up and something goes wrong and all that. Jordan yeah. Henderson um, embodied all of our sentiments throughout about that, those two games when he said uh, immediately after post-match, yep, we never make it easy for ourselves, do we? No. <laughs> I think no. every Liverpool fan, Liverpool fan was very pleased he said that. Yeah, because we do recognise it, don't we? But at the same time, it's so nice and so enjoyable and, and you know, I just don't understand how we can be so on top of the world and it looks so fucking easy and the next match is like you can't score for the life of you, you know. It's impossible. It makes it more glorious. It will make it know, more glorious when we when we raise that trophy. Exactly. Well, it it, <laughs> it need it, it certainly needs to, and and it has been a, a <laughs> it's been a it's been a bonkers, miraculous, um, amazing path to 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 get to the final. And you know we we we've, we've been breaking records 
you know, all over all over the place in yeah. order in order to get there. Um, and I and I still sort of sitting back and, and thinking about some of the earlier rounds and some of the things that we did, and I and I'm literally laughing to myself at the, just the sheer audacity of some some of the scores that we've racked up against you know decent teams but but you're right what what has happened what we have suffered is is the 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 league form um over the last few weeks and you know between the first and the second leg we we played stoke um i (laughs) i was at anfield for that and the contrast if i may say (laughs) between those two games both in terms of atmosphere and actual goals scored was quite startling. Um, I, I mean, I'm not even sure there's anything to say about the Stoke game other than, um, Paul Lambert, in my view, being a complete arse after the game and, um, in terms of some of his post-match comments. So I have to say I was delighted that they got relegated basically a yeah. week or so later. <laughs> Good riddance. Um, oh and no, you've got a feel for the fans. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, I, I know, I know a few good Stoke fans. A few nice Stoke fans. I wouldn't wish relegation on any club. That's, it's, it's horrible. It must be a horrible mm-hmm. process to go through. Uh, it, it, I'm sure it is a horrible process. I don't, um, what I would say is in terms of the football that they've played, I won't miss Stoke. Uh, oh, in the no. Premier League. No. Um, and that, that, that the, their stadium, well, I think they might have filled in those ends in, but it's it's not the it's not the happiest hunting ground as well mm-hmm. for us. So, but but it's it's going to be, and maybe we'll we'll touch on it because now we know that certainly two of the teams that are coming up um, in terms of Wolves and um, Cardiff, it is going to be interesting to see what those are like as a, as away grounds um, because I. I think they've both got bigger capacities. Um, well, I'm not sure actually. They've got bigger capacities in Stoke. So, you know, my friends are sort of all, all they care about is does the, does this affect the allocation of a weight of the numbers of a weight <laughs> in terms of who comes up? Um, so will we still have enough credits? Cause that, that, cause their, their view is if there was a team to be relegated, as nice as they are, they'd like it to be Bournemouth because they've got such a tiny ground. And you can never get a ticket away. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the that's the sort of randomness of it. But yeah, so um, so I, I mean, I don't know if if any of you want to say anything about the Stoke game. I've sort of removed it from memory bank because it's so dull, frankly. And I'm it was fine one with of that. Those, yeah, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say it's one of those things. After Salah missed that sort of sitter in the sixth minute or something. You just wondered. You just thought, mm, is this going to be our day? And and I suppose the point the point I'm making, and I'm rambling a bit, and I do apologise, is the effort that we have seen us our team expound in the um in the various Champions League legs with with the lack of options we've got in midfield. I think just means we've got very we've got very we've got very little. Um, Chance to rest players, um, and and I think that's what that's what we're beginning to see now. It is, you know, getting getting yourself back up after a Champions League semi final, 
albeit for a game against Chelsea, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, particularly when you see the, the way they set up once they've scored, which is basically meant behind the ball. I think as well, like, the, I think the pressure must not get to the players, but if you think about, like, how did you feel the day after the semi-final? I was knackered. I was exhausted. And I, and I just think, if I'm knackered, they must be fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've actually done all of it. So, not only are they, like, running around, like, did you see, they, like, Milner's, I can't even remember the number, but it was insane how much he ran across the two legs. It was ludicrous. And so you just think, yeah, you are. You're going to be absolutely exhausted because it's on top of you actually being an athlete and playing in that game. Like the pressure beforehand um, and the kind of adrenaline come down afterwards. It like it, even though it's I suppose mental, it must absolutely have an effect on you and your ability to then perform. And again, you know, you know, four days mm. later, you know, it it must do. And and like you're saying, I suppose this this argument's going to come up so often is like squad depth as well. Like I know it, it's been banded about a lot, but it must be so hard. You know, coming out of that room again, knowing really there's not much rotation, knowing you've got, you know, you've got to step up again, uh, there's there's no real rest for, for any of them really. And yeah, you've got to put a full strength squad up against Chelsea, but if you think about who we've got injured and the options you potentially have in midfield, you know, it, it could have looked completely different. Yeah, I mean, had we had we have it, had we had everyone fit, you potentially would might have been playing a midfield of you know Chandler, Lana, and Oxley Chamberlain, or you know Henderson, Milner, and uh, Wijnaldum, or some combination thereof. We've got yeah. we don't have we don't have those options, um, and and what I think what it also shows us, particularly. Yesterday, and I know it was an emergency, is that Trent Alexander Arnold isn't, you know, isn't a midfielder. Not at a Premier League level, not yet. Very talented, but I don't think he's, you know, he's, he's, he's struggled, uh, to an extent in that position. And you understand why. And I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing him for it because, um, frankly, after everything that they've, you know, all of the efforts that they've made, the fact, that they've turned out again and put in the effort they did, I think is magnificent. But I do worry um, about the, the the squad depth, and I and I I also wonder around, and we don't know all the circumstances, but I wonder around this whole Bouvatch thing, which the timing of which just seems bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, uh, you know. Uh, I, you know, you try and read the runes and not, you know, not kind of um, jump to conclusions. But I, I, and then, and then you see sort of various reports coming out from, uh, I don't know, Serbia, Croatia, Bosnia, somewhere, reckoning he's been he's being interviewed to go to Eintracht, Eintracht Frankfurt, or he's being considered for the as the new Arsenal manager. And you just think this is just feels weird. 
And, and like I said, it's just the timing of it seems so strange. And maybe it comes back to Jordan's points on, you know, we never do it the easy way. We can't, <laughs> we can't have a nice, can't have a nice, easy, gentle run in to, to the Champions League final. Um, I mean, do, do, do you think there's anything more, more, well, what do you make of, of kind of the, the whole Bouvatch thing? Cause it's, cause it's got me perturbed. I don't know. I that like there has been a. I, I don't think it's just a decision of oh I'll interview now, because that would seem ridiculous. So either there's, there is something personal, hmm. um, which is plausible because I think sometimes we forget they are people, yeah. and <laughs> stuff happens that you just have to take a step back. Yeah. Or or that there has been an insane falling out of mega proportions mm. um, because as I say I don't think you don't just go you know these interviews if they really want him could wait a couple of weeks I am sure and I don't but also you don't leave your job to go to an interview which is potentially going to start in a few months anyway you know you, you know that's not so it is I'm, yeah. do you, do you I know mean, what I mean so I think I him leaving him having personal time it's either been a falling out or there is something personal because yeah. an interview takes a day, it doesn't take you away from your job. Very strange that the club don't say something that is a bit more comforting in a way, you know, but they just said in Klopp as well in the interview, he didn't want to answer it and I thought, if it is a personal issue, if it is something, people being ill or something in his family or something with himself, they would say that in a way that we understand to do with him and there's nothing else and he's going to come back and all that. And it was not said in a way like that. And I think it's very funny that they suddenly should call out after 17 years together or something like that, something ridiculous. They've been having fights before. So it is just very strange, very, very strange. And if it was to leave for another club, I'm sure they could manage that in a different way than leaving two days before the, the semi-final. So this yeah. just builds up to become a big thing because also because how little the club has said. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, well, sorry, Salon, you go on. I, I was just going to say, I think, I think um, there's been a series of events in the latter half of the season that have made me more, more desperate to win this Champions League um, trophy mainly because even though winning the Champions League is an incredible thing in itself I think we've had quite a few n- setbacks and um, difficulties this this half of the season that have that will maybe if we don't win the Champions League trophy will might taint the season a little bit for me because obviously you had the Coutinho saga in January, January which wasn't the best for us in terms of how it was dealt with and that refusal to play and the back injury back injury in inverted commas and then you've had the rumors around Chan and not signing another contract then you've had a horrendous injury of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain who's going to miss out on the World Cup and a real real downer for us um, when he's in the best form of his life and deserves to get a, a play a massive role in that final and then with Bubak as well I think there's been for me these, these have kind of lined the second half of the season for me although there's been extreme highs there have been quite intense lows and Bubak is kind of that icing on the cake a little bit because even when you look to our bench 
you see that that relationship that they have is really extremely special and you can see that from from just watching uh from home so yeah. to lose that sort of stability so close towards the end of the season and for us also to have a bit of a dodgy run in the Premier League um, and to really pile the pressure on our on ourselves it just makes me want to win this trophy even more so that these things kind of we've done it in the face of adversity as well I mean, I mean I'm not saying we've had a rough ride at all I'm saying obviously there's clubs in relegation battles that have had a, a really crap season but I think it's not been the perfect season and, mm. and no season is perfect apart from maybe Man City if they'd have progressed to a Champions League final but again yeah I think I think it just reinforces that we need to win that, that trophy even more because otherwise we'll look back at this end of the season, we'll have lost the Champions League final and all of these other things have happened that maybe have tainted the season a little bit for me. Also, did you see the shirts they were wearing with 13 on? Yeah, oh, what was that? Oh, about sorry, about how yes. yes, sorry, I did <laughs> I put that into the new context. It was just in my head, but seriously, like, oh, I, did, I thought that was... I thought you were just you were just tempting us there. Which shirts? What was this? So after the uh, second semi-final, Real Madrid against Bayern Munich. After Real Madrid went through, they all went off and all were given these thirteen T-shirts, which they then all put on and were celebrating in front of their uh, their fans um, because if they win this one, it will be number thirteen. Wow. Right. Isn't that a bit early? That's a very cocky thing to do. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was slightly surprised. Um, I have to say to see them. Um, I, it's quite interesting for me because I had a conversation with my brother before the semi-finals were were um, completed, and I said to him, you know. If we get to the final, I don't really care on one level. But if you ask me who I want to play in the final, I want to play Real Madrid because I want to beat them and I want to make Ronaldo cry. There's this whole thing, you know, and he turned around as you might suggest, as I said, well, be careful what you wish for. Yes, I get that. And I understand, and frankly, if it's Bayern Munich, it's Bayern Munich because because if we get there, I don't, I don't give a shit. Because you know the fact is, we'll be in a Champions League final. But, but my ideal would be to break their hegemony on it, and yeah. and to you know to, to, for us to win number six by beating Real Madrid would would work very well <laughs> for me. And the interesting thing is, and I, I don't know, maybe there's some parallels here in the league. Real Madrid have actually had a pretty crap season for them. I mean, they've still got yeah. an outside chance of of overhauling Atletico Madrid because Atletico Madrid had a terrible result at the weekend. It got turned over three nil by somebody or other, I forget. Um, and and they and Real Madrid managed to uh, scrape a point in El Clasico, but um, for them, they've had a really poor league season. Yeah, uh, they need to win this. Yeah, they've put all of their eggs in the in the Champions League basket. They also have three games in between now and the final. We have one, uh, which, which is a which is a real bonus for us. Yeah, they've they've still got um, to play. Uh, Celta Vigo. Um, who else have they got to play? 
um, Villarreal top, which is going to obviously yeah. be difficult, and someone else. So yeah, they've got a game on the twentieth, so on the Sunday. Um, so yeah, not not a huge time off period of time off before the final. And I suppose that's that's one of my other uh, questions because I because I do I do think that potentially plays to our advantage. Um, because we'll have more rest, because I, I think we need more rest now. Um, and, and I think that was the thing that came across to me yesterday, um, in terms of the, the Chelsea game, which was, I think for the first 35 minutes or so, we played pretty well. I would argue we were probably the better team. But once Chelsea scored, it, it seemed to really rock us. And then we struggled to find our rhythm again after that. Um, partly, I think, because then, you know, Conte sent, set them up as a, basically playing a, well, I don't know, a 4-6-0 formation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, until they, they broke the, the trap and then, and then looked to counter-attack on us. So, um, it was a, it was a difficult game. Also played in, like, really soporific conditions. Um, which I don't think helped after all of our, our efforts on, on Wednesday night. Right. Um, did you, Randy, did you watch the, the Chelsea game? I did. And, did uh, my husband home? left the room because I was swearing so much. <laughs> I was really a bit, you know, how it has been, even though we haven't won the game in quite a lot of games <laughs> since uh, Rome. And that was a big one. But at the same time, I sort of expected that we were going to fire at them and be like, yeah, against Rome, I guess. But I forgot the mental drain, the mental tiredness that that team must have. As you said, Molly, they must be so tired in their heads because they were not at it. And that sort of, oh, it's really stupid, but I, I get so annoyed because I know they can do better. And I sort of can't rest in the fact that this is a game like this. Uh, but I started to watch the game in a funny way. I thought, you know, if this was Real Madrid, they would probably do the same thing, except that Chelsea is better. Like Rudiger, uh, that came from Rome, he was absolutely on top of uh, Salah all the time. And I think if you could compare that to Real Madrid, that is going to be Ramos, isn't it? And he's quite good at it. Uh, my only uh, hope is that they are going to play Marcelo as high up the pitch as they did against Barcelona. And he's going to be found out because he's so slow. So this is what happened during that game. And I sort of had given up on che- after hmm. Chelsea. I thought, you know, if this is Real Madrid, what do we have to do? And I actually think Chelsea's defence is a bit better, except from Ramos, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I had something to think about at least while swearing. <laughs> oh, absolutely not swearing there was a mm. fair bit of swearing going on in the away end I might tell you as well um, <laughs> in between the singing there was quite a lot of swearing going on um, so it was it was disappointed I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to uh, dwell too much on the Chelsea result but I do think you've you brought up a, a, a good point in terms of pointers that Real Madrid could take for facing us um, in that Champions League final from the Chelsea game, but also what do we what do we think in terms of um, the second leg performance from Bayern Munich because that 
gave me quite a lot of heart as, as to how we could get at Real Madrid in terms of playing them. I don't know what you thought, Molly, but I, I actually thought Bayern Munich were probably the better team over both legs. And, and they created a lot of chances against that Real Madrid defence. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement. I think, um, like you say, I, I don't want to eat my words, but I don't think, like, Real Madrid, I don't think that name strikes that, like, fear it might have done at some point. Um, and I think, I feel that Liverpool are massively underestimated. I think we know how good we are um, and we know what we can do to teams, but I think, I don't know that that's reflected. Like I read somewhere like in the media, um, in like the Spanish media, they've called it like the most unequal Champions League final in history. Um, and so I think... Really? Yeah, yep. <laughs> Surprise! I think that's wow. what I think. I I really think uh, I don't know what paper that was from, but I did read that. Um, definitely read that the day after, and so like I like that. I'm happy with that because I think they do underestimate us. Um, if that is the general consensus, um, and I think we are going in as the underdogs, but we can do some damage, like really and. Obviously, with the obvious front three, I think we can. But I think the way we watched um, Milner play, Wijnaldum play, you know, I think we we are really, really going to give them give them a run around. And even I think what I noticed in that second leg from Roma was kind of a real maturity from Mane, where he wasn't running at the Roman defence it was almost like he was picking the ball up and just holding it for a bit and he I think at parts he really took the the momentum out of the Roma team because he just kept holding the ball he didn't particularly do anything with it he just kept it um, and I think that shows something I've not really seen him, him do before to, to that extent and, and so I feel like I'm rambling now but, but I, think, I think we're underestimated and I think we can seriously do them saying, damage. I, I, I sort of get what you're saying, particularly about Mane. I think there's been, um, you know, he's, he's picked up, he's, he's picked up the slack in, in, um, a couple of games, but he's also, um, he's, he's turned up with really important goals at really important times, um, where all of the attention has been on Salah and to a lesser extent for Mino. So, so he's been incredibly important to us over the last few weeks. Um, I have to say, I'm, I'm really surprised at the, the, if that was a headline. Um, but then, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm more than happy for Real Madrid to underestimate us. If that's, if that's what they're going to do, I, I would be shocked, but, but look, pleasantly shocked if they do that. Uh, what I, what I am wary of is, you know, they have the big game now and they've been there time and time and time again, particularly in the last three years. So I don't underestimate them at all in terms of 
you know, them being able to find a way to win. I just think if we turn up the way we turned up in that, in the second half of the first half and the first half of the second half against Roma and that, you know, 50 minute spell or whatever it was we had against Man City and, you know, the way that we played against Porto. And if, if we turn up and do that, I genuinely think Real Madrid won't be able to cope with us. And, and that, that gives us the opportunity to go and win number six and bring old big ears home again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting all excited again now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like holding my breath as you were talking. <laughs> I mean, the fact is, it's, it's like, like three weeks away. How are we going to cope? I know we've got get, we've got a game against Brighton before then, and we actually do need to win against Brighton. I, I mean, I'm hoping the fact that Brighton beat United and are now safe means they'll be relaxed. But, but, you know, the worry is if they're relaxed, they kind of play with complete freedom. <laughs> or Rafa does as a solid. Yes. Yeah. That would be lovely. That would be, <laughs> thank, thank Um, but, but, you know, we do have, we, we've got that last league game to get through. And because, like I say, because we, you know, our last three league games have been two draws and a loss. And that's not great form frankly, for us. And we also lost the second leg against Roma. So, you know, you could argue our last four games, we have not, you know, we've we've not done a very good job in terms of game management. So what are you expecting, Randy, against Brighton on Sunday? I think we need a win, as you said, and I also think we need that for our confidence. So I certainly hope that Brighton is at the beach, as you say, and uh, happy about themselves and, you know, that they let us win or something. No, no. I think that we just need to get back on it and we get a week rest. I think we will be there. And I think we're going to do what we have to do. The fans are probably going to be a bit, uh, you know, nervy, but... I can't see anything else that we're getting gonna get through. It's probably gonna be a bit like last year. Didn't we win that one quite comfortably? The last match of the year. So let's hope for that. Because I think yeah. we need that. Yeah. Well we definitely still need points like I say, unless Newcastle do us a solid, which would be which would be great, but we can't depend on that. So then would you expect to see a reserve side out? Or do you think uh, he's going to go strong? Absolutely not. I think we have to have a <laughs> strength team. I think we have to treat it as a second final. Uh, I think we have to treat it as not even just as a warm up to a final. It has to be. It, it's a home game, the last game of the season, and we have to play a full strength team, and it has to be a win. Um, Mo Salah has to break the record. Um, yeah. He's desperate for a goal. He needs to just. It's quite an interesting one watching most last form since he uh, equaled the record. There seems to have been, and, and he's placed a lot of pressure on himself to to beat yeah. the record. And we've we've seen a noticeable drop off in his performance. But I think that's also under season fatigue. And no one was ever expecting him to be this good and to give so much of himself. 
um, at some points of the season. He, you know, and he hasn't he hasn't been rested like Mane, Mane and Firmino precisely because he wanted to break this record, and we all want him to do that. Um, so I think it's really important that he is is there for the 90 minutes and, and get that one goal that he needs. But yeah, I would I'd be really disappointed if it was a if the kids were out because it's huge. It's in the Premier League. It's we're playing for fourth. Um, and we we could have been playing for second about six games ago. So I think Klopp owes it. Well, he knows that. He owes it to the yeah. team. He said the Chelsea game was the most important game of his career. That's what he said before we played it. And he was. We all saw how furious he was after yeah. the game. Yeah, he he. I mean, it was it was interesting watching him on the sidelines from the away end. Actually, at various points, particularly in the second half. He was just going ballistic um, <laughs> at, at various things. So I think I, I'm certainly expecting him to put out a strong team. Um, I'm wondering whether we might see Lalana if he's been training well, um, uh, just to you know give either Henderson or Milner a bit more of a rest. I think, you know, Wijnaldum hasn't played as much this season, so I'm less concerned about him. But um, but I think one of those two, particularly on Sunday, it looked to me like Milner was just exhausted, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, in the latter part of the of the second half. So given the given the choice, and if you know Lalana is available, I would I would like to see him play um, on Sunday. But yeah, we we need the points. Um, we also, uh, and I say we, and I, and I talk about us as the fans, we deserve a proper send-off. We're, we're going to give the team a proper send-off because we won't, this is the last game before we go to the, yeah. have I mentioned this, the Champions League final? Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I actually think, in answer to your book, Randy, I think it's going to be a cracking atmosphere on Sunday. I think there's, cause there's going to be a lot of people there who won't be going to Kiev, but yeah, want right. to, you know, kind of say thanks for the ride, um, and, and, you know, wish the team luck. So I, I think it will be, I think it will be brilliant on Sunday, actually. And just hope that the team perform so. and results, uh, to, to, to finish the season off, um, the league season off the right way, because obviously we've still got one more game to play after that. Um, which I think is a Champions League final. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I haven't mentioned that, so um, we will we will uh, do another um, pod at the end of the season, which will be after the Champions League final. Um, <laughs> I want now very quickly. Um, I want your predictions for the game. I want a score. Uh, and then we will see how close we were when the actual game takes place. So, Molly. I May don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> you reserve your rights. That's fine. I expect that. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't want to do it, that's all right. <laughs> do you want to predict the Real Madrid win? Will that make you feel better? <laughs> No, I can't. I can't bet against us. I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Molly's pleading the fifth. Yeah. Eight. 
You know, as soon as you asked me to do that, ask that question, I thought, oh my God, absolutely no way can I do this. Um, <laughs> okay. But I think, I, th- I think I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll push, I'll push the boat out on this occasion. Um, I think 3-2 Liverpool. Okay. There's going to be goals. There's obviously going to be goals. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be cagey. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be cagey like nil nil one nil. I mean, it's going to be cagey, very cagey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it'll be a, a three two. I'll go with that. Okay, Randy. Uh, that was uh, my prediction as well. Uh, I actually haven't thought about it until you asked that because it's been too far away or too scary. But I think you're right. It's going to be loads of goals, and because we all let them in, they and us, and we're going to win. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) What about you, Gay? (laughs) What do you think? My prediction is it's going to be a feast of football. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I think I do think there will be a lot of goals. In my ideal world, right? What I want is I want a final I can actually enjoy for the last 20 minutes. So what I'd really like is us to be 4-0 up at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I suspect it will be closer. Um, But I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. And look, got to have faith in your team. I I suspect they're going to put us through agonies. That's the the main thing I know. They're going to put us through agonies. But fingers crossed, we will come through and prevail at the end of it. So I think that is a brilliant point to finish this particular pod on the rest that we've got three weeks until we go to the Champions League final. And um, thank you, Molly. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Salon. I really appreciate you coming on and talking all things Champions League and a bit of league football too. And we will talk again after the final. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Life goes on day after day Hearts torn in every way So fairy, cross the mercy Cause this land's the place I love And here I'll stay Podcast Network.